What is going on, everyone? This is Ryan from Above the Hook. We appreciate you tuning in to Profile Pod TV. Like the Above the Hook crew always says, stick around and get hooked. And we are live. Welcome to Profile Pod TV. I'm your host, Andy Anatomical, aka Double A. We are back for another splendid edition of the podcast here, Profile Pod TV. Uh, man, I'm excited tonight. Real excited tonight. Lots to talk about. Lots to talk about. We have a really special guest in the house tonight. And if you've been keeping up with my Instagram, you've, you've been able to see who we're having tonight. If you don't know, then you're in for a treat. Damn it. So stay tuned here in just a few moments. A couple things want to just uh, um, get out of the way here. Of course, uh, we always um, it, it, uh, we have you know the, the shout outs. We always do the shout outs. We always do a couple housekeeping item items. Um, don't forget to subscribe to uh, Profile Pod TV, ladies and gentlemen. I want to just kick off with saying that subscribe, 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 uh, support the cause, support the channel. And I got my own little personal challenge uh, that I have going. I have a 1,000 subscriber challenge, as some of you may know, uh, trying to get to 1,000 subscribers by December 31st. I know that's a pretty lofty uh, undertaking, but hey, well, you know, like I, I always say, man, you got to challenge yourself. You got you to shoot for the stars, man. So um, that's just the goal I got uh, for this year. Um, by the end of the year so well we're going to finish the year strong we're, we're you know we're scratching and clawing towards the end of the year here um i think all of us are uh, highly anticipating the arrival of 2021 right yeah it's been a heck of a year man received uh some uh and in this episode um oh you know i'm gonna hold off i got because i got a personal story and i was telling uh josh our, our, our guest of, of the evening um some news that i received today and, and, and just i mean the timing the timing is uh, unbelievable. So, to having for having this po particular podcast is one that will inspire, overcome, you know, help you, uh, you know, again, you know, overcome anything that life throws your way. Um, so, we'll talk about that that in just a few minutes here. Um, so, yeah, don't forget to subscribe. Click on that little red button, guys, and um, you know, I much appreciate it. Um, uh, also, starting tonight, what I'm going to start doing. Uh, going forward here is uh, promoting others, uh, business, small businesses, uh, podcasts, uh, whatever the case may be. You know, if you're a musician, if you're a band, you're trying to get some exposure, promote yourself, uh, what have you. Let me know. I'll throw your name out right now or, you know, in the intro uh, during the episode and uh, we'll, we'll help you get your name out there, man. So uh, if you again, if you got if you're trying to push a brand, if you got your business, uh, maybe you got a hot dog stand. Um, somewhere or whatever the case may be, man. Let me know. Shoot me a DM and I, on, on Profile Pod TV on Instagram, and uh, I will do that, man. Smile. It's, I, I'm just trying to help everyone out any way I can, you know. Uh, so it's just a show of support for others who are, you know, going after their dreams as well. So, and um, it's a win-win for everyone. We all help each other out. And uh, let me know. So, it was, with that being said, tonight I'm going to start off with Joey's Barbecue Spot. Man, check him out on Instagram. It's Joey's Bar Joey's BBQ, uh, Joey's BBQ spot. And if you haven't, uh, his food looks amazing. 
Um, I have not tasted it yet. I am going to very soon. Uh, but uh, Joey's doing a great job, man. He's, you know, gotten rave reviews from from others. Uh, I've heard his food is amazing. It looks amazing. And he's located over down in Wilmington, California, down on uh, 1232 East Boleyn Avenue, 90744. Check it out down there in Wilmington. So, uh, Joey, big shout out to you, man. Keep doing what you're doing. You're doing some amazing things and uh with your food and your your stand and uh, he's also oh i almost forgot to mention he's also open he's open on thursday saturday sunday again thursday saturday sunday one two three two east blinn that's b-l-i-n-n avenue wilmington california okay so uh, again man shoot me a dm let me know if you want me to sh shout you out whatever if it's a podcast um whatever man exotic dancers whatnot i'm just kidding man. whatever the case may be you let me know um so man tonight I, I let's get to let's get to let's get to it man because um uh, tonight's episode is a very special one man if you're look if you're you know and it goes uh along with the essence of this show okay i created the show to um hopefully inspire others through our guests you know from our guests uh you know one that's uh gonna uplift and and, and motivate and and um just be a positive all overall positive experience man and uh just, you know with that, all that being said tonight's guest epitomizes what this show is all about it's all about uh again man it, this gentleman has got uh, overcome hence the name overcoming you podcast it, he's uh man he's here to tell his story one of uh that's filled with adversity um triumph and everything in between. Um, the man has uh, battled uh, depression, uh, an attempted suicide. Um, he's out of Newport Beach, California. He has his podcast. He started in August 2019, so just over a year. He's got a solid, solid social media presence already, man. And I am uh, delighted, delighted and honored to have our, our, our guest here, Mr. Josh Kunudi. Without further ado, how are you, sir? Double A, what's going on, man? Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Oh man, you're absolutely. I'm, I'm speechless, man. You got me speechless <laughs> over here. <laughs> uh, uh, wish I had that uh, effect on women. <laughs> you and me both, man. No, yeah. thank thank you for being here, man. It's an honor having you. It's a pleasure, and uh, man, we are ready to be, um, you know enlightened and, and 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 taught and, and inspired um, all the things that I, I see that you do man on your podcast and um, how's everything down in Newport Beach today it's going great it's going great um yeah before we get started like I said I, I really do sincerely thank you for having me on but I just I love connecting with individuals like yourself I mean just your intro your willingness to help and your Laker fan to boot so I can already tell we're going to be friends, so um, it's all good and had a great day, and now I get to talk to you, so it's getting even better. Oh, man. Oh, thank you. No, no. Hey, man, that's, of course, it's always nice to talk to a fellow Laker fan, and um, too bad we don't share the sentiment on baseball, but it's okay. Lakers, it's okay. man. <laughs> yeah, all right. My angels aren't, aren't so good, but your Dodgers killed it, so that's good. Yeah, it was about time, you know. It was a long yeah. time coming. It's about time. Yeah. You know, Josh, like I was mentioning, man, in the intro, and we we kind of were chatting before we came on. Um, this this uh, and I, so there's a story that I wanted to mention real quick, and I was mentioning that in the intro. Um, 
how this this episode coincides with something I learned today. My son, unfortunately, suffered a, a, a setback, a minor setback. And today he he's on scholarship at Northern Arizona University and uh, received some bad news. He tore, he tore his ACL, mm. um, unfortunately. And uh, if anybody is familiar with that type of injury, you know that it's a uh, it's a it, the recovery process is is, is length, relatively lengthy, uh, probably six to nine months. Um, so they were projected to they were slated to begin play um, in in February in a six the six uh, game season so with the Big Sky Conference. Uh, so, you know, uh, so he's going to have to overcome this and he's got a, such a positive attitude that I know he will. Yeah. And it's what, yeah, what, what, a, I mean, how, what a coincidence that, that, that occurred. Well, today's, you know, while we're having, we're having today's episode yeah. of overcoming and, and overcoming challenges and um, things like that, man. So what um, you, so you started your podcast in August of 2019. Yep. Um, yeah. how's that process? Go ahead, go ahead. No, what I was going to say, um, with your boy, it reminds me of, um, kind of a fable about this monk that happened. So it was a long time ago, this monk, um, he's going out and he's attending to his, um, to his farm and everything like that. And then he comes across these wild horses. They're beautiful Arabian horses. He brings them back to the village and he goes, and everybody else goes, uh, oh my God, these horses are so amazing. And the monk goes, we'll see. And then next thing you know, a few weeks later, his son is out there riding the horses, falls off the horse, breaks his leg and brings the son back. And the, the whole village is like, oh my God, that's so tragic. I can't believe your son broke his leg. You know, isn't that horrible? And the monk goes, we'll see. And then a few weeks later, the military comes in and says, every single man has to come. We all has to fight. Um, and he goes, well, son, my son broke his leg, so he can't go. And then all the village, all the village ladies rally around him and say, isn't that fantastic? Your son doesn't have to go to war. And he goes, we'll see. So, you know, you just never, you never know. You never want anything to happen, but you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. So it all, all depends on kind of how you look at things. It's all about your perspective. So we'll see. Absolutely. Exactly. Exactly, man. Yeah. You, um, you got to be optimistic, of you know, of course. And it, it, like you said, Josh, uh, you it's all about how you it's all about your perspective, man, how you frame the situation. How are you going to frame it? Um, you know, are you, are you going to look at it from a, a negative sense, right? A negative lens? Um, or are you going to, you know, move forward and look at it from another lens where it's an opportunity? You know, yep. it's an opportunity. Yeah. Einstein said, you know, in the middle of uh, turmoil lies opportunity, you know, yeah. Uh, so, that, yeah, man. Yeah. So, um, Josh, man, you're, you're here to, you know, to tell your story, man. An amazing story it is, man. Like I mentioned earlier, it's one of, um, you know, you've, you've had your ups and downs like we all have. And um, yeah, man, I'm just I'm glad that you just, you know, came on to, to share this and. And we, you know, we'll talk. We'll get into your podcast and everything that uh, that inspired you to start your podcast and, and all that good stuff, man. But uh, I kind of want to just take it back a little bit, you know, sure. back when you were a, a, a little tyke. Um, where did you grow up at? What city did you grow up at? So I grew up in Costa Mesa, Newport Beach, California, in Orange County, California, and kind of grew up and, um, you know, kind of. 
I always use the same quote. Um, Steve Jobs has a great quote. He always says, you can, you can connect the dots going backwards, but you can't connect them going forwards. And so I grew up here in Newport Beach and, you know, you can blindfold and throw a rock any which way you turn and you can hit a, hit a multimillionaire. And I grew up in a <laughs> single family dad, uh, no mom, and he installed carpet. So very blue collar. And I didn't know that at the time, but I think that's really where kind of my comparison started to go in because my friends had these big houses and these nice cars. And mm. then I slowly started to kind of formulate that kind of comparison thing, which unfortunately is a lot easier for us to do now with social media. Not that social media is bad, but it's very easy to compare. Yeah. And so just kind of grew up in California, had a, had a good upbringing, but um, just kind of was kind of playing sports, running, running around difficult childhood, but difficult home life, but still, still okay. Yeah. Yeah. So um, your dad, your dad raised you. Yeah, my dad, um, so I'll just kind of be transparent and open. So my dad took me away from my mom when I was just a baby. And the unfortunate story about that is, so I'm going to kind of date myself, but back in the day before disposable diapers used to have cloth diapers, you used to have these big um, safety pins, like literally like the size of your <laughs> hand. And you put the safety pin, you know, in the cloth diaper, it's like a little towel. And that's what the baby needed to wash those and all those things. Yeah. Well, my mom was unfortunately um, a really big, heavy cocaine user. And one day my dad came home and she had sold all of the diapers for money. And that big safety pin was through the side of my hip. And I'm just a baby. I'm screaming, blood's coming down. And, you know, my dad said, you know, that's enough. I'm, I'm out of here. So mm -hmm. took me away from there. And then. You know, I'd see my mom on the weekends, but then kind of the last straw is my mom left me at a liquor store when I was eight. And that was the last time I, last time I saw her, but my dad, um, raised me, he raised me in a very strict, very strict household. He, he was from a military family. It was his way and there's no such thing as a highway. So, um, a bit on the aggressive physical side, a bit on the aggress aggressive, um, verbally, but you know, he only, he only did the best that he could and he only you don't know what you don't know. And I'm sure if he had to do things different, he'd probably do things a little bit different, but um, needless to say, it was a little bit of a difficult childhood growing up, but all in all, you know, I had everything I needed, didn't have everything I wanted, but had everything I needed. So um, it wasn't totally all for nothing. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. And do you have siblings? Yeah, we're going to need a Venn diagram for that. So um, my mom died. <laughs> I got two, I got, uh. One on my dad's side, I got stepbrother here, stepbrother there, stepsister here. So they kind of uh, go every which way, older, younger, they're out, seen, seen some of them, know where some of them are, some of them not. So um, quite a few siblings just here, there, and everywhere around. So, Gotcha, gotcha. And, and, but growing up in the household, was it just yourself uh, uh, as the only child or, or the, the, were the, the siblings there too, some of them? or? Yeah, so I have an older brother, that's, but he's nine years older. So by the time that I was like nine, he was already out of the house. And then at a one-step family come in, which I had the remainder of my time there. So have a stepsister and a stepbrother. And oddly enough, my stepbrother is actually the closest family member to me today actually the only family member to me today had a falling out with my dad quite a few quite a number of years ago um uh -huh. so 
you know, kind of going back to that, that monk, you know, when the step family came in, uh, my stepbrother and I, we would fight and beat the shit out of each other over and over and over. But now, you know, he's one of my favorite people on the face of the planet. And he's one of the first three people I would call if I was in trouble. And so, um, turned out to be one of the biggest blessings of my life. I got that, got that guy in my corner. So it's been a, it was, was a definitely, definitely a good positive outcome. Absolutely. And, and he's, uh, he's nine years he's older than you. Older than I am my real oh, two years, nine old. years older. My stepbrother's two years older. So I think that's probably why we, we fought a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Well, you know, Josh, I have four younger brothers, man. And, uh, so I totally, I get it, man. I totally get it. And uh, being the, being the oldest, you know, um, man, there were those moments where I like, I hated being the oldest and the moments when I loved it, but, yep. um, you know, so, so did, were you, um, you said you played baseball, I think basketball, Oh, basketball, basketball. Yep. And awesome, man. And how long did you play basketball? Um, all just all through high school. It wasn't anything, anything special. I have this reference is going to date me, but I have my Al Bundy moment, but, um, that's about, <laughs> that's about it. 31 points in one, one game, 17 points in the fourth. But, um, that's a that's about it um semi-tall white guy but very very little skills but at least i thought i was really good at the time so at least i overcompensated with with confidence yeah. there you go man Wait, what high yeah. school was that newport harbor oh newport harbor the sailors yes yes oh you know yeah, yeah man they, they used to play their football helmets used to have the, the american flag on them i don't know if they still do yeah um they still do, right? I believe so. It's been a long time since I've been over there. So yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm very familiar, man. I, I follow high school. My son was just in high school last year, you know. So uh, always loved high school football. Um, did you play any football any, uh, growing up? Any baseball? No. Um, played basketball, a little bit of of tennis, but anything I could do to get get out of class or anything like that. That's what I wanted to do. So um, any early sports or anything like that, but just basketball. That was about it. And tennis was kind of a nothing sport. It was just to get out of class. So <laughs> yeah. Oh, whatever. Yeah. Whatever that took, man. I hear you, man. Yep. Whatever, whatever is going to get me out of class. And, uh, so I take it where, so were you, um, what kind of grades did you get back in the, back then in high school? Man? Um, I started off really, started off really good, but probably average when I was last two years, sees anything I could do to pass. So I know a couple, I got really good at taking tests and I realized that if I didn't have to do any homework, but I did good on the test then I would pass the <laughs> class. And so whatever I could do to get, get the hell out of there and get to the uh, party as soon as possible. So that's all that I cared about wherever the closest beer was and wherever the closest group of chicks were, that's where I wanted to get to first. So it was either at lunch or after school at the party. That's it. That's all I cared about. Oh man, hey Josh, from a, from like a business perspective, you were just working smarter, bro. Smart, there we go. Harder, you, you were there working we smarter. Yeah. <laughs> so the uh, educators would whatever you know, you could use that in, in both ways, man. You know. Yeah. Yep. Both ways, you know. Don't do this, but hey, you know, you're, you're, I see you. That's thinking, man. You're thinking, you know. Yeah. Uh, right. I love that. I love that, man. Yeah. So I, I'm. The, I was the same way, man. I, you know, sees whatever I had to do to just pass. And I, I didn't really apply myself like I should have, mm -hmm. um, you know, but, 
Yeah, man. And what? So what? What? Um, what was your favorite part of be of your childhood, man? Being a kid. Um, you know what? It was my friends. It was because I had a little bit of a tumultuous home life. All I wanted to do the minute I got home, I wanted to leave. So I wanted to go play basketball. I wanted to go with my friends, and you know, I was really, really lucky. The God universe, whatever you believe in, put in some really good friends that I'm still friends with today and some real solid families. And so I was really, really lucky to kind of be kind of sort of raised by these extended families that are my friends and still friends and families today. So I was really, really lucky because there's a couple of families that I grew up with that if it weren't for them, I don't know if I would, uh, I don't know if I'd be here today for sure, because the love and and admiration that they showed it's, it's so huge in those early years people don't understand you know the love that you give your kids is, is so massive it really does formulate kind of who they become and you know if you have some things like so many of us have gone through you know mom leaves you at a liquor store dad kind of you know uh, tunes you up every so often doesn't say the nicest things those things really affect you and if you don't have another form to look at or another example to to see then you're doomed to kind of repeat that so i was really really lucky that i had some quality quality people in my life that kind of took me under and looking back connecting those thoughts going backwards i think those parents kind of saw hey this is kind of a troubled kid or maybe not the best family life let me kind of take him in a little bit so i was, I was really really lucky for sure. oh man that's yeah what a blessing that's blessing yeah. and that uh it's that's 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 critical right having uh family your people whatever man family friends supporters in your corner man that are gonna back you up under any circumstance um josh i, I want to ask you something man uh, sure. uh, going back to that moment um you mentioned your mom your mom uh you said she left you at a liquor store or i mean yeah. just pretty much abandoned you there or just left you there yeah, it was us to that. Yeah, so um that's one thing to any parents listening. Those kids at that time, I was 8 years old at the time, but they remember everything. Like I can remember outfits I was wearing waiting for her on the weekends when she would come but she would never come. You know, I remember this like uh three button down polo shirt with a blue stripe that I would always wear because I was like my nicest shirt. I would always wear that for my mom and she would never come. And when she did come, she didn't live in the nicest neighborhood. And so we would walk down to the liquor store. We would play Street Fighter. And my dad gave me a bunch of quarters, said, you know, you're going to your mom's. She actually came. Next day, we walked to the liquor store. And I'll never forget, she took all the quarters that my dad gave me for Street Fighter and then left and then I remember I was mad at the time because I didn't realize what was going on. I was mad at the time because I was almost ready to go to the next level and need more quarters to get to the next level. <laughs> but, um, and then once again, call it God universe or whatever that um, liquor store manager, this I'll never forget this nice man sat there and then 10 minutes, 20 minutes, half hour. Finally, he realized something was up and, Luckily enough, I remember my phone number, called my dad. My dad came and got me. And then that was the last time I ever, I ever saw her. So. To, wow. To this day. Yeah. She contacted me when I was like 18 years old to try to sue me for a 
inheritance from when her grandpa or her dad, my grandpa passed away, left me a little bit of money and it wasn't much. It was like 18 grand or something like that. And she said, no, that's my money. And even at that, at that time in my life, I'm 19 years old. Obviously I could have used the 18 grand. I was like, I don't even want anything to deal with it. You take it. Don't, don't call me again. Don't talk to me again. Cause money's, it's just not worth it. So that was the last I Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, so she left you. So basically you didn't see or hear from her at night from nine years from your time you, she left you. Yep. You're 18 years old. This, the first time you're hearing back from her, she's wanting to sue you. Yeah. She, I mean, Jeez. I'm 19. I don't know anything about the, the law or anything. She called me at my place of work at the time. I remember I was working at a save on drugs, which is now a CVS. And mm -hmm. she called and said, um, such and such, you know, I'm going to sue you if you try to take that. And then I remember talking to my grandma who was in contact said, I don't want anything to deal with it. You deal with it. I don't want any money. Just let her have whatever. I don't want it. I don't want to deal with that stuff. Wow. Wow. Um, and so Josh, I think you and I, are, maybe you're a little younger than I am, man. Uh, so you were nine. What, what year was that? Or what, what year did this occur in? If you, if um, geez. So well, it would it would be thirty years ago. I'm thirty eight, so it'd be thirty years ago. Yeah, he's old, oh, man. Wow, oh, dude, I got you by six years, man. Oh, geez. <laughs> uh, but I feel good. You know, so. Yeah, it's it's just a number, right? It's a, you're yeah. as old as you feel. There you go. There you go. Right. I feel freaking great. Yeah. Except for, except for my knees in the morning. Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> um, but man, okay, so you. Uh, so what what did what would you dream when you were a kid, man? What did you want to become? What was was you know? Did you want to become a firefighter or you know, um, a yeah. police officer? I wanted to be, legitimately, I wanted to be Gordon Gecko. I wanted to be Gordon Gecko. Actually, wanted to be a institutional stockbroker, which uh, is basically a stockbroker for companies versus individuals, and. Um, Went to college for a little bit, went to a junior college, transferred to um, Cal State Fullerton, went there for about a year. And then I was making so much money, but I didn't realize this because I didn't realize this at the time. I was making so much money as a 19-year-old, 20-year-old. I was already making like $65,000, $75,000, which at the time is a lot of money, especially for a 20-year-old. You know, I'm store yeah. of a drugstore. So I kind of went, I'm over this, um, this whole college thing. And so I said kick rocks and then that kind of spurred on well hey i'm doing so good in this kind of business i'm already in let me just keep going and so kind of that's what i did i just kind of raised the ranks through retail and then got into corporate on the corporate side and kind of went through the ranks in corporate and then got all the way up to managing 580 million dollars 22,000 associates across the united states canada and puerto rico and you know, not to jump ahead, but that's kind of the, the process of getting to this podcast is that, you know, I kept wanting the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. And looking back, I just thought it was drive. As soon as I made 50, I wanted to make 75. As soon as I made 75, I want to make a hundred. As soon as I made a hundred, 125, 150, keep going. And then finally it got to the point where I'm, like I said, I'm managing $580 million, a half a billion dollars, 22,000 associates. And I said, I'm tired of making money for this $8 billion corporation, putting money straight to the EBITDA line every single year. I'm tired of that. Let me step out on my own and let me try to buy a $10 million corporation on my own. 
So I worked morning, noon, and night, eight months, nine months straight, got this deal all put together, $10 million corporation, checked all the boxes. I had all the investors literally ready to sign on the dotted line. And the seller changed a couple of the, the bullet points in there and basically said that there, he wasn't going to sell to me. And what I understand now is that he used me to get the price way up. And there was an expiration clause in the contract, which is three days after that date. And he ended up selling the business for cash. And then that kind of started my mental downward spiral. Um, and that's one thing that I want to express, or I always try to express is that at the time, I didn't really know that I was going through a mental, going through a mental health degradation. I, I didn't know that. I just started with one negative thought. And the thing is, is all, all the time up until then, you never would think that I was having a bad day because I was always happy, go lucky, positive life of the party. I'm the first one at the party, the last one to leave. I'll dance on the table. You would never, you would never know. <laughs> but what happens and this is so crucial is because somebody listening now is going to say, Oh, you know, I, I don't have depression. I don't have, have anxiety. You know, yeah, I have a down day here and there. I have a negative thought here and there, but that's not me. Well, here, that, that's the same thing that happened to me. It wasn't me, but what happened is I had one negative thought mm -hmm. and that turned into two. And then that turned into an hour and then that turned into a day. And then all of a sudden it was morning, noon, and night day in and day out, day in and day out, weekend and weekend, weekend, week out. That one week turned into two months, turned into three months, turned into four months, and then drinking started, and then recreational drugs, and it just spiraled out of control until I couldn't take it anymore. And I ended up in a flea bag motel with enough cocaine to kill a small village, enough Jack Daniels to fill a bathtub, and a 12-gauge shotgun, and two shotgun shells ready to take my life. And fortunately the gun literally malfunctioned and Andy, I wish I could tell you that, you know, it was the love of my wife or the love of my friends or, you know, just realizing that I didn't want to die, but that wasn't the case because I literally did click the trigger. It just, the gun malfunctioned. Um, what I later, later found out is that a few months prior, I had changed the battery to my car, put the battery in my trunk, the shotgun shells were there, the battery fell out, battery acid came out and actually swelled the shotgun shells so they wouldn't go through the barrel. And then from there, um, called my wife, my stepbrother, my best friend, they came and got me. And then, then the work started to, to get better and get out of that depression and, and overcome. And we can go through those steps if you like, but just to kind of fast forward to the podcast is as I was doing my work to get better and improve my mental health and get out of that darkness, I started to look at our society in this country and in this world and realize that every single graph is going in the wrong direction. You know, one, the world health organization says right now, one, every 40 seconds, somebody commits suicide. And by at the end of 2021 and possibly 2022 it's gonna be one every 20 seconds the oh. second leading cause of death ages 10 to 34 suicide the number one killer for men under age 35 suicide fourth leading cause of death ages 35 to 54 suicide depression anxiety and all the pills associated have increased 109 percent over the last five years 
And Andy, this statistic breaks my heart. I don't have kids yet, but all of my friends, they I don't know what they did wrong in their life, but they all have little girls. And the statistic breaks my heart is that the number one group that has increased threefold in the last five years with depression, anxiety, and suicide attempts are little girls ages mm -hmm. 11 to 16. And after I realized that, and after during my depression kind of coming out, I've heard people's stories and those stories helped me. And so I said, Hey, I like podcasts. I'm nothing special. I'm just a regular freaking dude. I got nothing to offer. I'm not a, not a celebrity. I'm not a millionaire. I don't know anything, but Hey, I went through this. This is how I overcame. And Hey, maybe hopefully my story will help you. And then that's where this podcast came in. And that's where really where my life mission is. Cause that's all I want to do is help as many human beings as possible overcome this thing in between our ears called our minds and ourselves. And so that's kind of where I sit. And now I get to talk to awesome people like you. So that's kind of where oh, I'm at. Likewise, brother. Likewise, man. Uh, no, it, it's, it, it's an amazing, amazing um, process, man. And story that you have, man. And so, um, so while you were going through those, um, so you, you left your uh, corporation, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, to go, you went out on your own, you try to purchase your, you know, a corporation, a business. Uh, was it the, the failure of that or for, it didn't go through for whatever reason? Was it that, that, um, that was basically the catalyst? For, that's where it all started pretty much. You think? Yeah. Or was that's actually a really good question because it wasn't looking back what my how my mind worked at the time it wasn't the failure of the business it was what that business was going to represent so it's a 10 million dollar corporation it was yielding seven hundred thousand dollars to the bottom line so in a roundabout way or easy way to think about it i would be making seven hundred thousand dollars but the my thought process was is that every single person that is ever going to bear the last name canuti or any person that is within my friend circle is never going to want for anything again. I'm going to have all of my friends, kids come work at my, at my company. And I'm going to show them the power of hard work and show them how leadership and show them how to work in a team and all of these things. And to have, you know, food in um, food banks and nonprofits and to help. And so when that, when that failed, looking back, I felt like I failed everybody around. And then one of the things that also with that, I started to feel like I was a burden on everybody, which coming to find out and talking to other people, that's a real big thing that a lot of people that get to that level of despair kind of go through is that they think they're a burden. And as sure as my shirt is white, you could not tell me that people would, would not be better off without me. I knew that my wife would be better off. I knew that every, every single one of my friends, I knew I started having thoughts like, um, you know, I just got married that, that year too. So in the same year, in one year, I moved States, quit my six figure job, got married and tried to purchase a $10 million corporation. I do not recommend trying to do all those in one year, but, um, <laughs> those thoughts went through my head. It's like, your wife's going to leave you. She didn't marry, she didn't marry this loser. You're a failure. You're an idiot. You're starting getting, you're starting to get older. You're uglier. Your friends only hang out with you because you pay for stuff. Now they think you're a failure. No one's calling you. No one cares about you. And it slowly just started getting out of control because I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to correct it. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to overcome. I didn't know what was going on. And once again, that brings me back to 
that's why I'm here. That's why I have this podcast. That's why I'm talking to you. Because once again, if I can tell my story, if I can say some tips or things that help me get through, then hopefully somebody listening to this that's quietly, it's quietly eating at them inside can go, oh, that Josh guy, he seems like a moron, but he got through it. So, hey, I know I can too. No, man, what you're doing is amazing, man. It's, it's, a, it's truly an inspiration, man. And, and um, uh, in the comments, I don't know if you can see in the comments, uh, and, and uh, this is uh, an interactive show as well. I forgot to mention that, man. And so, you know, I might be referencing the, the comments here and there and maybe sure. post a question for you. Sure. Um, Cristobal Magana said, thank you for all you're doing to help everyone. And oh. I, yeah, I echo that for sure, man. Um, for sure, Josh. And so, Josh, were you, when you were going through this, um, now was it were the, was it, were you were the was it feelings of, of anger, um, emo, uh, 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 anger, sadness? Uh, what were some? What were the emotions? That, I mean, a combination of emotions, or was it just yeah, one? a combination of of all of them? But the major one was worthlessness. I really felt like I was worthless. I really felt, um, I really felt like I was just nothing. I felt like I was a loser. I felt, and the thing is, is it's so simple and everybody knows this and you say it in it and people, it just glosses over, but the power of your thoughts are so magnanimous and so powerful because in the thing is, if you don't know how to deal with your thoughts and how to um, adjust them or redirect them or change them, then what happens is those thoughts of worthlessness start creeping into other areas of your life. And that's what happened to me is that, like I said, it happened with one thought and then another, and then another, then another, but then those thoughts creeped into now, all of a sudden I'm not going to the gym five times a, a week. Like I normally do been very athletic. All of a sudden I'm going to the gym three times and then two times and then one and then none. And then all of a sudden I'm drinking soda, which I never drink soda, it's drinking soda morning, noon, and night. And then, eating fast food and then, you know, just sitting on the couch and not doing anything and then isolating. I felt like a loser. So I would leave my house and just go to a park just so my wife wouldn't have to see me or, or my friends wouldn't have to see me because I felt so worthless. So these thoughts creeped in and all of those things together really take a toll on your mental health, your physical health. And, you know, if you don't feel good, you don't think good, it's, it's a recipe for disaster. And so it's, it's just tough. Right, right. And, and were you, uh, so where did you uh, work or what was your employment situation after, you know, the, the, the sale didn't go down? You know, what were you doing? How were you making a living after that happened? That just living off of savings, just living off of savings. I was, um, you know, I was trying to do odds and ends. I was trying to, you know, um, did a couple real estate deals, which worked out semi okay, but really just floundering, really wasn't do, doing much. Um, just cause I still had these thoughts of just, you're just nothing. So just kind of floundering really. And was it affecting your marriage at all? Um, negatively? Oh, no, that was perfect. No, no, I'm kidding. Yeah. It, it affected it. It affected it, um, big time. And you know, it's to the point now where it's been years later and it's just now starting to get kind of back good again. And the thing, thing of it is, is that is first of all, you have to take responsibility and it's 100%, 100% my fault. And I broke a lot of trust with her and trust is very difficult to repair. And it's, you know, it's like putting, 
the egg back together. It's like putting glass back together. And so I have to do a lot of work to kind of earn that trust back. But in the thing of it is, and this is something that maybe the listeners will hopefully hear is that if I would have had the guts to tell her at the time, like, Hey, I'm going through something tough or, Hey, I don't feel good. Or, Hey, I feel worthless. I feel like you think I'm an, an idiot or a loser back then. I didn't think this, but now she would have dropped and stopped everything to help me just says if, if she comes in right now, or if my, my stepbrother, or my brother calls me and says, Hey, I need you. I'm not gonna be like, Hey, I'm sorry. I'm on a podcast. I'd be like, Andy, I'm sorry. I got to go. I would drop everything for them. And here's the thing is like, when you're in that mode, you don't think anybody will help or you think you're going to be a burden on them. But I'm telling you, if you're feeling down, if you're feeling depressed, reach out to somebody that you know loves you. And I guarantee you, they will drop everything and help you. I guarantee you. And if you don't, if you still don't feel like that's the case, then go online and reach out, go to psychology today and reach out to a psychologist or a psychiatrist and just get it out. And if you still don't want to do that, write it on a piece of paper, write what you're going down or type it out and then throw it away, but get it out some way. Otherwise it, it's a cancer and it's going to sit inside and it's going to fester. And it's going to eat away at you because here's the thing, Andy, you and I are not strong enough to deal with it by ourselves. This mental health and this depression has brought down the best of us. It has brought down Robin Williams It has brought down Kate Spade it has brought down, um, you name it. It's yeah. a lot more stronger people, more, more athletic, more um, financially sound than you and I could ever. We are not strong enough. You are not strong enough to deal with it by yourself. You have to get it out one way or another. And I promise as soon as you do, it's so scary, but as soon as you do, you're going to feel so much better. It's going to be a process, but you're going to feel so much better. No doubt, man. No doubt. It's, uh, um, yeah, I can't, I, um, uh, I see why you call your podcast overcoming, man, because, you know, you, you've had to overcome, uh, I mean, so much. I mean, you know what, Josh, and more than the average person, man, you know, um, but, um, yeah, th again, man, I can't, I can't, um, you know, say enough about what you're doing now getting the message out there uh for mental health and, and helping others man that's a selfless act that you're performing man and that, that says a lot man that, um so yeah man keep keep doing what you're doing man um so so josh man going back um uh, to your you know you were going through this process you know uh and, and how long what's the timetable there before you you um you know, you, you, you went to the, the motel room mm -hmm. and, um, you know, you were going to do that. Well, well, I mean, what was the, the time frame between time frame you know, in and then the time frame out? Yeah. To that moment, uh, yeah. Or from, from the failure of the business, from where everything started, you know, the downward spiral began to yeah. that moment in the food no, bag good, motel. Good question. It's about, it was about a year or so. So it was about a, about a year, but, um, so things escalated really quickly. It really, it really did. Because like I said, I really, I never had those types of self deprecating, negative, horrific thoughts before. I really didn't. Everybody has a little bit of joking, self deprecation, you know, especially if you're like me and you try to be funny, even though you know, you're freaking not. And so you're trying to say these jokes all the time, but I never really, I never felt bad about myself. I really, I really didn't. And so once I made that switch to really starting to believe it, it just spiraled out of control. So it can, it can get out of control real, real fast. And 
on the opposite side, kind of coming out of it and kind of getting better, that took um, a little bit over probably a year and a half, you know, and it's still a day-to-day -day thing. You know, I'm, I'm no Superman. I'm no, I'm no, no nothing. You know, I'm just, a, like I say, I, I'm just a regular dude kind of cruising through this life, just like everybody else. So I have my bad days, you know, not too long ago. And then, but the difference is I have the tools to get, get better. I didn't have the tools then I didn't know what to do. And so now when those thoughts start creeping in, I know how to, um, you know, recognize them and redirect them and replace them and do some things that make me feel good and kind of go through all those kind of tips and tricks that I've learned. So when I do have those down days, it's real short and I'm able to overcome it much quicker. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Because, and again, you know, I, I deal with that too myself, Josh, you know, uh, those negative thoughts, man, they like to, they just, they like to freaking um, stick to your mind. They'll, they'll yeah. stick to you or, um they'll expand and if you if you allow them if you allow yep. them to you know so i have to battle with that changing the switching the channel doing what i have to do for me uh to you know to change the channel in my mind other otherwise those things are just you know um but uh but uh, so but going back josh um what um if you take us to that moment man okay so how did you get to that moment uh you just said you know i'm like you pretty much quit right pretty much at that uh yeah um it was interesting i'll never i'll never forget so i had these i had the suicidal ideations which is a fancy word for suicidal thoughts yeah i had them for a long time i can't tell you how many months it wasn't the full year by any stretch of the imagination i had them for a long time but you know, the mind's a very powerful thing in there's a part of your brain that is working for you. It really is. And so when I ha would have those thoughts, there's a part of me that said, eh, you don't want to do that. Or no, you're not going to do it. It'll be fine. You know, a little bit whisper in there. And then, you know, the, the other thing is, is like as strong as your mind is, there is a limit to it. And I'll never forget. I was laying on the couch, not sleeping, not getting good rest, which is a real big no-no. Um, if you're going through depression, get some good sleep laying on the couch. It's in the middle of the night and I had a suicidal thought and I'll never forget. It's almost like my mind said, you know, I, I give up. All right, fine. And I'll never forget. It was like a weight was lifted, which sounds like a good thing. And at the time it felt like a good thing, but then it came the process and then probably a week and a half after that, maybe two weeks after that, you know, I had the plan, the date, the time, the, the process and kind of went through there. But, um, yeah, I'll never forget that day, day on the couch. It was just like my brain just kind of gave up fighting for, for me and said, fine, do it. So that's another thing just to realize is, like I said, you and I are not strong enough to deal with those negative thoughts. It takes, takes effort to, to push through and kind of get those, get those out. So. Right. Right. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Um, so now, so now you're, you're on the other side of everything, man. Um, what, what happened after that? Is that when you, you know, everything malfunctioned, um, take us to the, you know, the events that occurred following, you know, what happened in the, in the motel. Um, so how, what, what, what did it look like coming out of that? What, what yeah, were some so, of the things that occurred? Um, after the, 
um, everything malfunctioned and I sent a text message to my wife, my best friend, my stepbrother said, basically, I, I think I just said I need help um, and sent a picture of the phone with the address and they came, got me. And then I was in, I was in bed for weeks, months, no shower, straight to the bathroom, to the bed, um, watching TV nonstop because I was, I wasn't well, I was, I was sick. I was broken. I was, I needed to get better. And once again, kind of connecting those dots going backwards yeah. after so many, so many times that I didn't know what to do. I knew I needed to feel better about myself. And the only way that I knew to feel better. And now I realized through talking with people on my podcast, MIT psychiatrist, psychologist, this is actually one of the best ways to increase self image, self love, um, self belief, confidence is following through on something you tell yourself you're going to do. Mm. And so this may sound funny or, or sound stupid and it's okay. Cause it sounds stupid to me too. But when I was sitting there laying in bed and I'm not, I'm not kidding, man. And I'm serious. I, I would get up, go to the bathroom. I didn't shower for weeks. You know, I wasn't doing anything. This isn't something, something funny, but I was like, I got to do something finally and follow through. I feel like I failed everything in my life. I feel like I haven't followed through. What can I do? And so I literally took a quarter and I moved it from my nightstand to my dresser. And I told myself I was going to do that for 30 days from my nightstand to my dresser, from my nightstand to my dresser. And I'll never forget the day 15, day 17, I went to the bathroom, went back to bed. It was at nighttime. So I was supposed to move it, move the quarter from my dresser to my nightstand. And I saw the quarter on my nightstand. And I remember having this conversation. I said, Oh, you forgot the, the quarter. And I went, Josh is so dumb. You're such an idiot. Nobody, nobody knows you're doing this. I didn't tell anybody. I didn't throw it on Instagram. I'm not telling my friend. I'm not telling my wife. I'm like, this is so stupid. This quarter is so dumb. You're such an idiot. Doesn't freaking matter. What does it freaking matter? And then I was like, fine, fine, fine. I'll do it. I'll do it. And, and keep in mind, I, I don't live in a mansion and I'm six, two. And, you know, and so I don't have like a huge bedroom or anything. It's one big step for me to get there, you know, and then put it back. So finally, screw it. Got mm -hmm. up, grabbed the quarter, put it there. Day 19, day 20, day 21, day 30. And as I put the quarter down there on the 30th day, which I told myself I was going to do for 30 days. So I followed through on what I told myself I was going to do. When I put it down there, I wish I could tell you I felt like Superman. I wish I could tell you I felt awesome. But there was a little part of me that felt proud. And once again, connecting those dots going backwards, that little stupid thing that I told myself to do led me to take a shower every day. And then that led me to get out of the, out of the bed. And then I went to the couch. And then from the couch, I drink water. And then, lo and behold, I went to the gym once. And then I went to the gym twice. And then I went to the gym three times. And then I slowly, it all snowballed. But it all started with me doing something and following through on what I told myself I was going to do, holding myself accountable for that. And if mm -hmm. you do that, and once again, talking to these MIT um, professors, and I've had people from... Uh, meditation teachers and psychiatrists and psychologists, they all say the same thing. If you follow through on what you tell yourself you're going to do, and it doesn't have to be huge. It doesn't, Andy, it doesn't have to be, I'm going to the gym seven days a week. It can be as something as simple as for, as long as you do it with intention and say for my mental health, for making myself proud, I am going to click this pen five times a day for 30 days straight. If you do that 
literally you are re rewiring your brain and retraining your brain and it's you're proving to it that hey i do follow through on what i tell myself i do love myself i do value what i what i bring to this life and slowly and surely you build and build and build and build and that mind gets stronger and stronger and stronger and it's like these mental curls and all yeah. of a sudden your brain figuratively looks like rocks by the rocks bicep and you're mentally tough and you can really get through the day and really deal with any sort of negative BS that comes along your way. But it starts with these little tiny, consistent, daily, consistent, daily, consistent things over and over. Wow, man, that's powerful. Powerful. Uh, yeah. Your brain's like, it's almost like a muscle, man. You know, sure. like, 100%. 100%. You know, Wow, man. So you I mean, literally don't get me wrong. There was a lot more things in there. There was therapy. There was other um, modes of, of of recovery that I went through, too. That wasn't the only thing. But looking back, that's really where it kind of started. And it's really the the jumping off point or the first step that I took to kind of getting better. So and Josh, so that's what I was going to ask you is so you were seek, uh, you had sought professional help at that point, you know, yep. Uh, you were seeing a therapist you were seeing yes. um and and initially was that effective for you in the recovery process was it helping you at all um or not at all or yes it was you know what it was a combination of everything and kind of that's what i talked to when people dm me on the side and ask me me for it was a combination of everything it was a combination of um through my my therapist, once I found a therapist that worked with me, uh, or that I like, so that's a real big tip to anybody listening is that I had to go through a couple that oh. I did not like. And so picking a therapist is just like picking a friend and picking a mate. If you don't vibe with that person, it is okay to say, you know what, I'm sorry, this isn't going to work out. And so luckily enough, I was so down in the depths that I didn't have the feeling of I didn't care whether I made that person mad or not. I was just like, I don't, I don't like you. <laughs> I'm leaving <laughs> until I found the right person and through that person. So through therapy, then they've taught me kind of how to do meditation. And then I started to drink a lot more water, started to eat healthier, started to exercise, started to have progress, tangible progress in my life, started to um, sleep better. And then all of these things combined really create or have started to create a real strong mental, uh, mental health and mental habit. And I got to be honest, it's really this last year of being real consistent that I I'm being serious. I just now really feel like I'm on a precipice, like on a tipping point to really getting to that next step. Cause I feel really mentally strong, but it's all because of these little tiny consistent daily things that I do over and over and over. And do I miss days? 100%. I am not perfect. I miss days all the time. But overall, those spokes in the wheel, I do pretty consistently. And overall, it's working really, really well. So some days when I go to the gym, I don't do leg days. I just do chest and buys like every other dude. But hey, overall, I'll get legs in there. And so overall, the body's healthy. That's great, man. Now, that activity that you were doing with the taking the quarterback from one side of the room to the other, was that something that the therapist recommended or is that something that you were doing on your own? That was something I was doing on my own. Um, the thought process was the only thing that I knew is that a habit started in 21 days. We heard this whole time growing up. That's the only thing I knew. And 
I just, I always felt like I didn't follow through on things. I always felt like I started something, stopped, started something, stopped. And I just wanted to finally prove to myself that I wasn't a, a piece of SH. I wasn't a, a piece of crap. I wasn't this thing. I want to finally prove to myself I could do something. And even though that seems so small and so minute and so mundane or so innocuous, it just, that's the only thing I could think of. And I, I didn't want it to be anything big because I didn't have the mental faculties to do that. And so I started that quarter first and then that led to me getting out of bed, drinking water. And then that led me to asking my wife say, Hey, you know, I think I need to see somebody. And then just like I said, she dropped everything just like an awesome human being that she is. And she found me um, person. I came back and she said, do you like, it? I said, no, she said, you're out. Went to the next one, went to the next one. And so it all kind of started with that little, those little tiny things. It just really adds up. Yeah. It, it's amazing how I'm just like realizing right now, those little things, man, uh, I'm going to start doing that in my own, you know, my life where little accomplishments, little make, making my bed every day, making yeah. my bed. Every day. And it's how powerful that the, the, the uh, you know, how powerfully they resonate. Those things resonate in your mind. Um, oh my gosh. It's, it's yeah, like do it with intention and do it with intention. So when you, if you're going to make your bed, that's an amazing, amazing thing, but do it with intention say to yourself, okay, Andy, I'm going to make, this bed every single day for the next 30 days and then envision what that's going to be like. But if you do it with intention for kind of pleasing yourself or for making yourself happy, it, there's more to it. So when you're making the bed, you're kind of feeling a little bit happier, like 29 more days, 28 more mm -hmm. days, 27 more days, because making right. the bed isn't going to make you happy. But if you put the intention into it, it will, it gives it meaning. It gives it substance. It gives it, gives there's a reward after that. And I promise yeah. you, you do for 30 days with that intention is innocuous is making the bed or moving that damn quarter. You are going to feel something positive come out of it. So I can't, I can't express that enough. So those little progressions are so huge. Oh, wow. Yeah, of course. Of course. And you get that sense of, uh, accomplishment, you know, yeah. if that's the first thing you're going to do in the morning, kick your day off in a, some, you know, the energy, the positive, in a, in a positive frequency. Um, I'm huge on that. Josh, where I'm beginning my day, it's got to start in a positive frequency, you know, whether that's meditation, whether that's going for a walk, whether it's, uh, you know, hugging, you know, hugging, and kissing your wife, hugging, and kissing your kid, kids, what, um, something that's positive, man, that's going to yes. kickstart your day, energize you, spark you, and really charge you up, you know, whatever that thing may be, whatever yeah. it is for you. Um, so, uh, unbelievable, yeah. unbelievable, Josh. You know, so so now uh, fast going back to where you know where we left off. And so now you're 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 feeling much better about yourself. And at which point, what um, what's the time frame on this now, Josh? To feeling to kind of feeling better, or at least having that feeling. Um, yeah, where you're going to the gym now. You're just you know things are looking up, and you're going you're moving it was forward. Probably after the suicide attempt, it was probably a year after that. Did I really start? Did I really start to feel better? But I didn't feel fully like myself. I just wasn't fully, fully healed. It's kind of like what's going to happen with, with your boy. He's going to repair his ACL and then he's going to do some, um, some physical therapy. And, you know, he's used to squatting, you know, 300 pounds and he's going to squat 200. He's going to be like, 
I feel good, but I don't feel quite feel like I'm myself again. So it was about a year after that. And then probably this last year, because I've been really dialed in in the podcast has really helped because now it's to the point where I have to even more so do what I preach because, you know, I can only speak from experience. I can't be, I don't mean to put my opinions out there, but I can't be like some of these other people in the kind of self-help space quotation marks that are just kind of on there with a suit kind of talking from their ivory tower. Like that's not me. I have to speak from, from realness. I have to speak from experience. So I'm never going to say anything on how to overcome it unless I've, unless I've done it or unless I've learned from somebody on the podcast that is, that has done it. So um, this last year I've been really dialed in. And now, like I said, I feel really, really good. And I just feel like I'm on this tipping point. I feel like I'm on this tipping point with the podcast. I feel like I'm on this tipping point with, with me to just really take it to the, to the next level. That's not, that's, that's not meant to sound narcissistic. It's just because I've done the work, you know, I've, physically fit. I'm, I'm healthy. I'm, I'm getting back to positive. I'm, I have my routines down. Um, the podcast is growing. I'm starting to get positive feedback. I'm starting to, I'm not trying to be funny, but I'm starting to connect with people like yourself, like-minded people that me talking to you fills me up. It makes me feel better. And I want to be around more people like you. And with this podcast, it just, you know, fire stokes fire, iron sharpens iron. That's why Anybody that has a heart like you, I'm, I want to be around. I want to talk to. I want to spend time with, you know. And so it's just all those things together just start to get this full ball, ball going. And now the inertia is really going. And so now it's really starting to get it's really starting to get fun. I'm starting to starting to really enjoy life again, which is it's been a while since I've had this level of, of joy. So it's been good. Oh, good for you, man. Good for you, yeah. Josh. Yeah, I was, I was listening to your episode with uh, R.G. Williams. Um, and you know, he said something really profound for me, man. And he, he asked the question, um, who are you? You know, and a lot of times people will start, will start the answer, their answer with, well, um, I'm an engineer and I, I'm a teacher and I, no, no, I didn't ask you what you do. That's what you do. Mm-hmm. Who are you? And I started thinking that, man. And that just like freaking stumped me, man. Like, holy shit, how would I answer that? So I'm starting, you know, I started asking myself that. Yeah. You know, who are you? Like, you know, you're not, you know, you don't want to say podcast, you know, you're not, yeah, you're a podcast, that's what you do. You know, you're an educator, that's what you do. But who are you? And it, it just really, you know, started. So I started, you know, answering that question to myself. And I started telling me, so you know what? You're someone with a big heart. You're a father. You know, you are someone who is ambitious. You know, so I really started kind of looking inside, man. Yeah. Yeah, I put a I put something out the other day, and it's not to pat myself on the back, but I really thought it the analogy worked really, really well. Is that the whole like consciousness stream of this thought that I was putting out was really you have to take ownership of you, you have to take responsibility, you have to nobody cares about your excuses. And what I was saying is where you sit right now and where I sit right now and where everybody's listening is sitting right now, they know where a high school is in their neighborhood and they know how to get to that high school. Mm -hmm. And if we just use that high school to symbolize their dreams, to symbolize their physical health, their six pack or their um, hourglass figure, if you're a girl or their um, Joe Rogan, um, massive audience, you know, podcast that maybe somebody with an overcoming you podcast would like to have sometime or their financial dreams or whatever it is. So that high school symbolizes their dreams. If I said, just go to that high school and you can have it. 
every single one of us would know exactly how to get to that high school. But if I come to your house and if I blindfold you and I move you to um, states away or two countries away and don't give you a GPS and don't tell you where you're at, you're never going to be able to get to where you want to go. So until you understand who you are, where you're at and take responsibility for that, the dreams are already there. You already know what, what it is and where, where it is and how to, how to go get it. But you got to deal with this first. You got to deal with this first. Otherwise that's never, you're never going to get there because you have no fucking clue where you're at. So it's so important to realize that and understand that and once you Understand who you are, take responsibility for what you've done, not beat yourself up for it, and then look at it, be authentic, and figure out a plan of attack to go where you want to go. Everything starts to everything starts to change and life starts to get a little bit easier and less stressful because you know you've done that work. So it's so it's just so huge. I can't agree with you more. Oh man, hey, Josh, you know what, man? <laughs> I, I needed to hear all, everything you're saying. I, need, I needed to hear that in my life, man. I, I'm telling you right now up to this, you know, because it's been a, for all of us, man, it's been, obviously it's been a, an arduous year. It's been sure. a tumultuous year. Um, you know, I, 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 I sold a house this year. I bought a house. I went through all this. I mean, you know, it's been, it's been a, man, you know, kids and daycare, kids stayed home for months. Yeah. And we couldn't work. We were working from home, blah, 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 you know. Wife and I are just scratching and clawing at each other almost on a daily basis. Uh, well, yeah. yeah, you know, whatever. Um, but man, man, thank you, man, for for I'm feeling so much better right now listening to this and listening to you speak and um, put a charge in, in me personally and, and, and uplift me. And uh, yeah, man. So I, I just want to take real quick. Thank you, man, because yeah. I'm, I'm really I'm feeling so much better right now. I can. Tomorrow I'm gonna to conquer the world. I can't freaking wait. Good, good. Wow. We need more of you. We need more of you. We need you to continue, keep doing what you're doing, because you. you're feeling that now. And on the other podcasts you've done, there's people listening that never reached out that you made them feel like that. And so keep doing what you're doing because you're helping people that you don't even know. And so that's that's the whole that's the cool part about it. It's not to pat ourselves on the back, but that's the cool thing with yeah. social media, with the world we live in, and the more that you and I can work on ourselves first, then we have more to give to everybody else. And as long as we are, like we were talking about, being accountable to ourselves, not judging ourselves, working on ourselves, we can give more. And then then those people can have more. And then those people can have more. And then all of a sudden, this ripple effect of just awesome, strong, mentally happy, fulfilled people with where they're at, not always striving for the next thing, not always striving for the next thing. Have goals, have dreams, have aspirations, continue, move forward, get better, but be honest, loving, being kind to yourself with where you're at, and then move forward because it's there is no finish line, man. There's no, there's no finish line. The only finish line is the finish line that every single one of us is going to end up, and that's six feet under. That's yeah. it. There's no other finish line, period. So might as well figure out how to be fulfilled, figure out how to be happy now, figure out how to deal with whatever stress you deal with at, at home, come home, grab, grab your wife's ass. Like you were 22, two years old again, kiss her like you love her, you know, bring to the table. Because the thing that I also said is my wife doesn't care about what happens to me throughout the day. Yes. She loves me. Yes. She would take a bullet for me, but she wants me to, to be the man. She wants me to be the man that she married. She wants me to be someone that can, uplift her not come home and just deal with unload my stress on on her yeah. not that she's not there to listen but you you get the dress so yes sir yeah yeah absolutely man i can't 
100%, man. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking to Josh Canuti of the Overcoming You podcast. He's here to share his story. Um, I like what John Maxwell, Maxwell said, and you, you had that posted on your feed on your Instagram. It's two things, right, to overcome. The first one is you got to believe, right? You got to believe in what you're doing. And the second one is taking action, taking yeah. action to overcome. Um, I think that first step, though, Josh, is 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 so critical, man. It's easier said than done. Yep. You know, how? Some, what are some things that you could impart and recommend some tips, right, to strategies to get to that point? How do you get to the point of believing? So that's step one. So usually it's not getting to the point of believing. It's getting to the point of not disbelieving and going back to there's a thing in um, CBT cognitive behavioral therapy. It's called recognize, redirect and replace because here's the thing. Nine times out of 10, those negative thoughts that we have uh, me saying, so I'll, I'll be transparent and I'll give you an example for, for me. So um, Joe Rogan is my guiding light. He's kind of my, my um, podcast crush. Obviously I would like to have a, a audience as big as his, but when I say, oh, I'm never going to be like him or I'm never going to be that big. Well, let's stop. Let's recognize this thought. Let's redirect it and let's replace it. So let's just take this example. You, Josh, you are never going to be as big as Joe Rogan. Okay. Recognize that thought. Is that true? Possibly. But what's, let's look at the facts. How long has he been doing it? He's been doing it 11 years. How long have I been doing it? One year. Yeah. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm pretty sure if 11-year-old and a 1-year-old are in a race running or walking, I'm going to bet on an 11-year-old every single time. So right. it's not it's not intelligent of me to think that I'm going to be as big as him with this little amount of time. So that's redirecting that, that thought. And then let's replace it. Okay, what's the replace part? What do I have to do to continue or to get to that point or to get to that goal? Well, I have to keep putting out content. I have to keep getting better. I have to keep coming on podcasts like, like yours, um, associating with people like you. I have to keep expanding, learning social media because I'm not that good at it, but I'm starting to get better at it. You know, and I have to keep doing all those things. And then you just put those into a list and then just start checking them off one by one, one by one, getting better a little bit each day. And then hopefully in 11 years or in 10 years, maybe I'm going to be close. But here's the thing. Even if I'm half as good, as that I'm still going to be pretty damn good. Cause you know, he's, he's huge. So it's not so much about believing it's about recognizing, redirecting and replacing those disbeliefs because often more oftentimes than not those disbeliefs of thought are not correct. Um, I'll give you another example. I gave a talk to a group of kids and I just, I have a real big heart for, for kids. And I just, I just think they're just the most um, pure thing. And so when any, any of them are going through a, a depression or down days, that just really, really hurts my heart. And so I was giving this talk and this eight-year-old girl came up, came up or eighth grade year old girl. And she goes, uh, she goes, Josh, you don't understand. I'm, I'm not, I'm not pretty. All of my um, clothes are, they look, I look fat in all of my clothes. All of my clothes don't fit. Every single thing that I ha have is, is disgusting. I said, okay, let's stop. Let's recognize and I said, I don't know about you, but I have some T-shirts that my biceps look a little bit bigger in and, you know, I look a little bit tougher, or look a little bit good. I have a, a really nice suit that I kind of look good. So do you have anything 
whatsoever that you look good in any dress or any hat or any pair of shoes she goes well i have this one one black dress i was like okay so let's let's look at what we what we went through you just went through everything to oh you do have one so most oftentimes than not those all or nothing those black and white thoughts those it's actually called dichotomous thinking is not mm. true and so when you have a negative thought just recognize it is that thought really true most likely not and then replace it with an action or a plan to get through and you really will kind of be able to overcome a lot lot quicker so um it's not so much about believing it's more about redirecting replacing those negative disbeliefs in my opinion definitely definitely you know like uh and, and what you just mentioned about the the, the thought you know you, you, negative thought enters your mind um you said it, you ask actually ask yourself is it true right yes. and then is, is that what you do now uh it's part of one of your strategies to overcoming those um negative thoughts on a daily basis yeah um, you have another example that you could share with us yeah I um I was just writing something and at the end of it um I was going to send it in to kind of hopefully be published in a in a magazine but at the end of it I didn't send it and I went you're so you're so stupid like who do you think you are and I had these thoughts this is a couple months ago so like I said I'm nothing special this stuff happens to me all the time and I had to sit there and go okay so the the thought that kept came, coming up was I'm stupid and in my mind, I was saying it kind of jokingly, but the thing is, we've heard this before, your brain has no clue what's right and what's wrong. It doesn't understand sarcasm. It just knows what you tell it and what you don't. So if you say it's stupid, your brain goes, okay, let's try to figure this out. You, let, let me prove to you that you're stupid. Um, mm. So what I did is I had to recognize that thought. And so luckily, that's another thing that meditation does for me. It allows me to recognize my thoughts throughout the day. So I had that, that thought of I'm stupid. I was able to recognize it quickly and then go, okay, that isn't the case. I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not Elon Musk smart. I'm not uh, Bill Gates smart, but I'm not, I'm not stupid. I do know what two plus two is. I do know how to drive a car. I'm not stupid. Stupid is literally by definition is like the lowest of the low, like one, two, three brain cells. I'm not stupid. So that isn't the case. So what, Let's replace that. What am I really thinking? What I'm really thinking is I'm not very good at this writing. Oh, okay. That's okay. It's okay not to be good at something. How do I get better? Well, go back and do a redraft of it. And so now that's my next step to go and do a redraft of it. And it, must, it makes me feel better. And I don't feel as defeated. I don't, I don't feel as stupid. I don't feel as negative. I just, it is so, such a good practice to do. Because now I can go back and go look at the draft and go, oh, okay, I like that line. I don't like that line. I like that word. I don't like that word. And just kind of just keep going through that. Recognize, redirect, replace. It just really, really works. It's a skill and it's just like a muscle. You got to work at it and it's going to be difficult at first and you're not going to believe it at first. But over mm. time, it starts to get easier and easier and easier. And so now that whole thing that I just described was maybe 30 minutes, maybe 35 minutes in my day. Whereas two, three years ago, that would have been weeks. It would have been weeks. I would have been agonizing over the fact that I don't know how to how to spell February every single time. I, I always have to Google it or have Google do a little squiggly line because I can't figure out how to spell February, you know, and then like just go off the rails. So no, you know, self-talk is is powerful, man. The self-talk, right, Josh? I mean, 
and that's another thing, Josh, for myself, man, when I wake up in the morning, I literally, I literally tell myself, you're an awesome person. You're amazing. You're, you can do this. You, you, you know, positive, I, I, I intentionally, you know, yeah. uh, look I literally and look in the mirror. Sometimes I don't, but I'm telling myself, you know, speaking to myself, this is going to be an awesome day. You're going to, you're going to do amazing. You're going to do this. You're awesome. You're, you're a champion. You're a winner. You're, you know, um, it's, you know, they say life and death are in the power of the tongue. Um, yes. well, that's in the Bible. Uh, you know, I don't know, but yeah, and it's true, man. You know what we tell ourselves, right? And you, yeah. like as you just alluded to, gave examples of uh, what we tell ourselves is is crucial. And the the thing on that, I'm going through this thing with affirmations right now. Um, is that one thing with affirmations or telling your or having that positive thought? Just so anybody listening or anyone that hears that, let me tell you what is going to happen. Let's say you start doing it tomorrow morning and you go, okay, Josh, um, whatever your affirmations are, you're good looking, um, you're, you're healthy, you know, happiness happens when you practice it, you practice it daily, no matter what your affirmations are, you're going to start telling yourself that. And what will happen the first day is you will not believe it. And it will be so much of a non-belief. It will be to the fact that you think that you are lying and you think that you are, are, this is stupid and you think this is never yeah. going to work and this is dumb. But I'm telling you, nobody's watching. Nobody's there. If you're listening to this, tell yourself out loud is better, but text it to yourself. Tell it to yourself. Just keep doing. Nobody's going to know. So it's just between you and the mirror. Keep going. And I promise you, somewhere along the line, day 15, day 20 is kind of sometimes what, what works for me or what I've heard before is that day 20, maybe day 30. What's going to happen is you're going to say that, Josh, you're good looking. Happiness happens when you practice it. And what's going to happen? You're going to notice all of a sudden that, hey, it's not that I do believe it, but it's that I don't not believe it. And so mm. that's the next step. And then as you keep going, then it's all of a sudden like, yeah, you are good looking. Jeez, jeez, Brad <laughs> Pitt, eat your freaking heart out. I am happy. Happy Happiness does happen every day. I do practice it. So just mm. let everybody know you're going to go through that trajectory of not believe, not believe. This is dumb. This is dumb. This is dumb. Not feel anything, but not disbelieve it. And then all of a sudden you're going to click over and then all of a sudden you're really going to start to feel it. But it's the consistency. Like we talked about so often day in day out, no days off, not because it's Sunday, not because um, I hate to say my football team, but not because the chargers are on or, <laughs> or anything that's painful enough. That's painful enough as it is. So it's just going to make them win, win apparently, but um, just day in and day out, day in and day out. Ne don't miss. And I promise you, if you just do that for 60 days, you are going to see and feel a difference. I promise you. And it's 60 days out of your life. It's your life. What, what's more important than your life in 60 days and it's 10, 15 seconds. And it's so massive. So I love that you do that. I'm starting to, to get to that a lot more. I just started a, um, new practice, literally starting tomorrow. I just wrote my affirmations today. So it's interesting that you say that. So I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, man. Affirmations, saying them in the morning. If you have to read them, it's okay. Yeah, read them. Read yeah. them. Uh, uh, you know, say them out loud. Uh, and you, you mentioned something right now, Josh. Where? Oh my goodness, I, I lost. I just lost my train of thought. Uh, well, let me ask you this, man. Mm -hmm. uh, with with, um, I I associate, and I've always been guilty of this, man. You know. Um, I associate my success uh, and val sometimes value in life with money, yes. you know, um, what, 
you know, in my, in my bank account, it goes up and down, it goes up and down. And, and, and but one thing that is consistent with me is that uh, it, it, it's never enough. You know, it's never enough. I, I like, I, you know, you talked about it earlier. You want yeah. the next, you get to one point and then you want the next. It's just never satisfying. What are some things that you uh, can share with us, some strategies, some tips on to kind of overcome those, you know, those thoughts and, and that, that, uh, that feeling of not being satisfied, you know, with money associated with some, with money. Yeah. So two things, one, especially for men, it's one of the biggest things for some reason, our net worth is directly correlated to our self-worth. Mm -hmm. What it go. is, it's the provider in us from olden times, whatever that is. So first of all, realize that everybody goes through that. So that's sometimes comforting to know that I'm not alone. Other people go through that. But the other thing is, and this isn't meant to be morbid, is that you're going to die. And yeah, so I'm, I'm 38 years old. And so if everything goes well, you know, I partied a lot in my younger years. So I don't know how many years I have left. If everything goes well, you know, I have 30 summers left, maybe 40 summers left. And this winter, now I have 29 summers or 39 summers, however old I'm going to be, you're going to die. And I guarantee you when you are on your deathbed, you're not going to wish that you had more money. You are not going to wish that you spent more time in the office. You're not going to wish you had more houses. You're, you're going to wish that you threw the football more with your son. You're going to wish you made love to your wife more. You're going to wish that you, you got to talk to me more often. You're going to, you, that's the only thing you're going to wish. And there is no, there is no if and buts about it. There is no if and buts about it. You're not going to wish for more cars. You're not going to wish for more houses. You're not going to wish for anything. You may wish that you took a risk, but that is it. And so that comforts me because like I said, I grew up here in millionaires row, you know, and that was a real big thing for me. And it's something I still struggle with today. And those two things, knowing that I'm not alone, knowing that there's Andy out there that feels the same way that he feels like his net worth and his self-worth is the same, but then also really understanding that when I'm on my deathbed, none of that's going to matter. What, what I'm going to think about is I'm going to think about the time in Thailand with my wife and the sunset on Kofifi. I'm going to think about the the sunrise in Cabo that we just had. Yeah. That's what I'm going to think about. And that's the real, real thing. And with you have a house there, you have kids, you have, you have a wife, you can go have one of those experiences right now, tomorrow, this next morning. And you can have one of those things that's going to last forever. But that extra bedroom on your house or that extra hundred square feet or the extra thousand square feet, you're not going to remember that. It's tough to do, but when you do it and you start to put your heart into what really freaking matters, it's a lot easier to kind of get, get through the day. And once again, you're able to understand where you're at, be comfortable with where you're at and go, listen, I mean, you and I, it's not meant to be, be, um, demeaning to anybody else or anything else around the, around the world. But you and I, obviously we both have a house, both have food, both have water both have loved ones. I mean, what else? Yeah. I mean, that is such a, such a blessing and it's not meant yeah. to be, I'm not saying don't work harder and don't try to achieve. I'm never saying that. I'm just saying we have so much. Yes. We have so much to be grateful for. And so when you just start putting the heart into what really matters, all that crap just seems to fall by the wayside. Or at least it does for me. Yeah, man, that's, that's something I struggle with, you know, and, yeah, I'm, yeah. Thank you for for sharing that. Um, 
it, you know, because like I said, man, I've always, you, you said it, you hit it on the head. We equate our net worth with our self-worth with our net worth. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, yeah. Anyway, as men, you know, as men, you know, sure. that's, we deal with that because we're, you know, society, you know, we've learned that through our culture, through society, you know, we're the breadwinner. We're, you know, we have to be successful. We're the men, we're the head of the household. Um, and we want to take care of our families. We're ambitious, you know, um, and that's something that, you know, we, we want to be successful and all that good stuff. But I like the way you just put that, put that man, uh, you know, yeah. that's, uh, that's something I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to work on. I definitely got to work on that, man. You know? Yeah. And it go, and also just being tactical, also going back to those things. Cause imagine if for the next 90 days you woke up, you said your affirmations, you, you drink more water, you, you had physical exercise, you ate healthy, and you did one thing that you told yourself you're going to do to make the bed, to click the pen. Imagine if you did that for the next 90 days. At the end of that, your self-belief, your self-worth, your self-image, no amount of money is going to make that, make that better. Uh, it's going to make that bigger. It's not, it's not going to make you feel better. It's all going back to those daily rituals those daily habits and then when you do all of those for 90 days and then you add on the heart and the sunrise the sunset the kids the wife then you start to like like expand and almost burst out because you feel so good about yourself and then you feel so good about everything that you have around you and it'll it'll bring a a grown grown man to to tears you know with joy and happiness um but it's a process you know and it's easier said than done for sure but um, it's so so worth it when you when you do. It's just so worth it when you do. It's, yeah, no doubt, man. Uh, you know, I was gonna. Um, I have a, a pa- I know a pastor, um, Pastor Dan out of Fontana. He's in Fontana, California. Uh, he used to say, you know, he'd go in and uh, see, you know, men on their deathbeds and, and you know pray and um, be there with them and at a request of by the families and stuff and they one thing that was consistent is it would always say uh i wish you know i could go back and and spend more time with family and friends man mm-hmm. he said that was just like every single one said that like almost you know what i mean yeah. it wasn't you know i wish that like you just said you hit it on the head man it wasn't no i wish i had that, that corvette you know or yeah. bigger house you know, it was always you know i wish i could spend more time with the family and friends my children um so yeah, that that's that's super profound, man. That's a powerful thing, you know. Um, I got I got to keep that myself in perspective on a daily basis, you know, on a daily yeah. basis. Yeah, for sure. You know, um, so Josh, man, someone who's someone listening right now, you know, might be going through something, you know, depression, anxiety, um, suicidal thoughts. Um, and you alluded to it earlier. What's, what's, where do you, where do they start, man? Where, where, what should they do tomorrow? If they, if they're, if they want to, what was your, what would be your greatest piece of advice to them, man? If they want to get help but don't know how, uh, yeah. what can you share with them, man? Um, probably, it's probably two things, but they coincide. Kind of the same thing, kind of the thread or the theme that I'm kind of seeing with our conversation is the first thing that I would say is start start with themselves and what i mean by that is so they're going through the depression anxiety they don't they feel worthless they have suicidal ideations they just are just having a bad day having a bad run up run of luck recognize and understand this 
is that you have made it through every single bad day you have ever had ever 100% of the bad days that you've had in your life, you've overcome. So since you've overcome every single one of them, you can do it one more time. That I guarantee you, you're so much stronger and tougher than you give yourself credit for. Because look at all the stuff you've been through. Look at all the SH and all the muck and the mile you've already gone through. So that'd be number one, realize that you're so much stronger than you are. You've been through 100% of your bad days. And then the second one is reach out to a loved one. I guarantee you, your loved one will drop everything that they're doing and help you. And once again, if you really don't believe that, go online, reach out to a psychiatrist and say, okay, Josh, I don't have any money. I'm telling you, call them up, say, hey, you know, Andy, psychiatrist, psychologist, I'm feeling down. I'm feeling depressed. I don't have any money. What can you do for me? I guarantee you they will either help you or get you to somebody that will help you pro bono. And if that still is not within your, your realm of mental faculties, then write it down, write what you're going through, write how you're feeling, type it out, whatever you do, get it out of your body, out of your mind, some way, somehow, either through telling somebody, confining in somebody, writing it down. And then from there, then you can kind of take it from there. But that first one, just realize that you're a, you're a badass. You've made it through hundred percent of your worst days. You can make it through one more. And then just reach out to somebody because I guarantee you have somebody in your life that is waiting and willing and wishing to help you because look at it the other way. Like I said, if any single one of my friends, every single, if my wife, any single one of my loved ones asked me for help, there was, there isn't a thing I won't do. There isn't a train I won't jump in front of. There's not a bolt I won't, won't try to push off. There's not anybody I won't try to go kneecap if somebody hurt them. I will help them and I'm guarantee you they feel the same way about you. So those are the the two reach out and then just know that you're a badass. You've gone through so much already. 100% man. Amen. Amen to that. Yeah, man. That's a, uh, um, wow, Josh, very powerful stuff, man. Very powerful stuff, man. Um, your podcast, um, you, how many episodes do you release per week? Um, um I release minimum one week, every Monday at, uh, three 30, a.m. Pacific time, 6.30 Eastern. And then sometimes I do some bonus episodes here and there, but usually just one a week every day or every week on uh, Monday at 3.30 Pacific time. Uh, 3.30 Pacific? 3.30 a.m., yeah, Pacific time. So by the time you wake up, it should already be in there. So. Got it, man. Got it. And it's available on uh, all the platforms. Yeah, right? Spotify, um, Apple, um, Stitcher, anywhere that you get podcasts. I got to, I'm following your lead. So I've got to get my uh, YouTube going, but for right now it's all, it's all audio. I do have the video version on Patreon. That's Patreon slash overcoming you, but the audio versions anywhere that you get that, um, get your podcast. Yeah, no, I love your podcast, man. It's, it's unbelievable. You've had some super, super cool guests. Um, coach Mike Bayer. Oh, he's uh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Really good stuff, man. Like I mentioned earlier, um, uh, RG Williams, yep. Um, Aaron Patton, another good. Oh, that guy's amazing, man. He's cool, dude. I really enjoy talking with him. He's a he's a sharp he's a sharp dude. He's really really intelligent. He knows his stuff. He, knows he really his stuff. does. Yeah. And when I when I first started, got, yeah, man. When I first started, when I first got on Instagram and I started podcasting, uh, I would listen to his stuff a lot, man. To, and I picked up a lot of tips on on uh, social media presence and podcasting and. So big shout out to Aaron Patton. Yeah. 
new age uh, i'm sorry new uh, new age influencers yep podcast yep. um man so what what um what are some of the things that you really enjoy about you doing a podcast josh um you know what the it's interesting this this is the funnest part for me i love having these conversations like i really this really does just make me it really does make me happy so this is the this is the fun part but as you um already know it's all the stuff behind it that i didn't realize all the work that goes into it um you know all the editing all that type of stuff all the stuff that you see behind the scenes so um everybody listening to andy realized that this isn't just what he does there's so much more stuff in and around and in promotion and editing and all those things so um but this is the this is the the fun part about the podcast and i think this is that's really the benefit and that's the benefit for me and then now that the podcast is starting to grow i'm starting to get the emotional benefit so i'm starting to get some dms of thank you or you know just like um one of your guests said in the comments you know thank you those things mean the world to me because that is that is my life's mission that's the only thing i want to do the rest of my life i want to spend every minute hour dollar penny that i can afford to do and want to do spending the rest of my life helping as many people overcome and push through and realize that they're not worthless realize that they are enough and realize that they can overcome anything and everything but it starts with that person in the mirror first and foremost and then if you can deal with that person in the mirror if you can be kind to that person if you can love that person everything else in life's a breeze man everything else in life's a breeze oh yeah man. no doubt like they always say um you know, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink, right? It starts with that. You know, yeah. you got to make the choice. You know, yeah. when when is when is a a drug addict um, decide, or when does a drug addict get help, right? When he decides to, you know. Yeah. So, uh-huh. right. Um, so, what what are some of your your future goals here for your podcast, Josh? For the podcast, it really is just to continue its growth. Um, I'm just now starting to get to the point where financially it's, it's covering itself. Cause I do have a production studio that uh, is a little bit more expensive than I had, had anticipated. so sometimes I, I use that studio, not in there today, just in my second, um, studio in the house here. So it's starting to get advertisers. So it's starting to be self-sustainable. So that's good, but I really just want right. to continue to, to grow it and have it expand. And then I really just want to utilize that as a platform. And I would really like to get into kind of talking to the youth and kind of talking to high schools, colleges, and kind of really help them. Because I think if they don't start, if they don't use, utilize some of the tools that we talked about today, I I fear what's, what's going to happen because I am not one of these people that thinks social media is bad. You know, everyone saw the social dilemma on Netflix. I love social media. I'm glad that it exists. I want more of it. I can't wait for the next thing, but it is a tool. Just like you can take a hammer and you can build a house or you can take a hammer and hit yourself in the eye. It's all how you use it. And I don't think since it's so new, people aren't telling people how to use it, but then they're not giving them the tools, you know, the meditation, the recognize, redirect, replace when those thoughts come in, how not to compare all these things that we talk about. And so that's ultimately what I would like to do is be able to kind of get out there and kind of grassroots once whatever this pandemic thing opens and they allow people in the schools again or whatever. 
So ultimately that's kind of where I see, see everything going. That's great, man. That's great. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've been podcasting now almost um, two years and, uh, but I started profile pod TV. I kind of restarted, like pressed the reset, reset button uh, kind in a sort of way because I was doing a podcast, a traditional audio podcast, uh, 90s galore, which is, it's called 90s galore. And then uh, right at the onset of the pandemic, probably around or April-ish, I started this mm-hmm. um, from scratch. So, you know, I had some momentum going with the previous thing. And then I kind of been just focusing my efforts on this. Um, but yeah, man, what's point being is that, yeah, it's really impressive how far you've come in such a short period of time, man. And yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, it's no mystery why, man. You, you know, you're you're an awesome dude, man. And um, Josh, man, I want I want to thank you for for taking the time for reaching out, coming on here, man. You're always welcome back awesome. here. Um, you know, I anytime if you need a guest on your on your podcast, let me know, man. I'd be cool. I'd love to come on at any time, yeah. whatever you need, man. Yeah, let me know. Okay. Um, Absolutely, man. Any any shout outs you want to give out before you, we want to before we wrap things up? Um, where can we where can we also find you? Uh, yeah, um, on social media, you? overcoming you, the letter you, um, the podcast, overcoming you, and then in all honesty, man, I know I said it in the beginning, and it's not to, it's not to pander, and I'm being one hundred percent authentic and serious. Just a shout out to you is that it may seem second nature because you have a heart to help, but I can tell you from talking to people kind of in the self-help space or kind of having people on my podcast and then talking to them after and off air, not everybody has that heart and not everybody is really out to help people. A lot of times people are out there to help people, but help themselves first. And so that's just a real shout out to you and just a real um, tip of the tip of the cap, you know, no, no joke to have somebody, like I said, to have somebody like yourself with that heart is a, don't don't take it lightly because it's not it's it's a special thing and not everybody has it and I'm glad I'm glad you're out there and and I'm glad you're uh, doing what you're doing because the world needs more of you especially especially right now so oh thank you man thank you I appreciate that man I really appreciate that um, real quick man uh, Pie Cruiser he says the, he's asking if you do IG lives I'm sure you'd make a big difference in this world and help someone in need with your knowledge and experience um, do you do those Instagram lives there Josh. You know what? That's a really good question. No, no, I don't, but I am going, I'm trying to work with a few people to do one coming up on the 13th because the 13th is world kindness day. So I was hoping to go on IG live and kind of have some uh, past guests on and stuff like that. So maybe we can have you pop in there, but I got to get that, get that together. Cause I just saw that, but I need to do that more for sure. That's a great question. My, my wife's uh she has a marketing company and she does a lot of social media. And so, um, Unfortunately, she's just so busy with her work, so she can't really help me with my stuff. But she tells me all the time, "You got to go live. You got to go live." And I go, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah." But she's she's right, and so is that. Uh, so is that listener. So I need to do that more. I need to take take her her advice and the listener's advice there. So, absolutely, yeah, man. I might get you on um, a live with me, man. So yeah. uh, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Yeah. Yep. And, and be, yeah, cool, man. Um, shout out to I'm sorry, is it Jeanette? Yes. Yes. Jeanette Canuti, shout out to the wife. Uh, and I saw that you guys, I haven't listened to your episode with, with her on, but you guys both together. 
Yeah. How was that experience real quick, man? Because I've been trying to get my wife on with me, man, um, just to do an audio uh, version. Was that a pretty cool experience for both of you guys? For you, for you? Yeah, it worked out really well because it was right at the beginning of the pandemic and right when the PPP loan was coming out for small businesses. And so she has a small business. So she went through that and I just thought, Hey, what a great time. You just went through this process. Let's bring her on. So it was really kind of easy and seamless to kind of get her on because she just went through it. So, um, she was able to just kind of talk about it. And then I was able to just kind of ask her questions. So it was a lot easier. So it was nice that she already had that knowledge versus, um, you know, having to her to have to come up with something about her life or something personal. So it really wasn't personal. It was just more informational for the listeners and hopefully to help small businesses out there during that difficult time. So it worked, worked out well. We'll see if we can't get her on um, a little bit more. I would like to bring her on and kind of get her thoughts on how she overcame that time that we just discussed here, what her thoughts were during that time and what she's worked on. Cause she's done a lot of work um, out there. Cause I'm sure you can imagine that the um, that type of event in someone's life can take a strain on a marriage. So it didn't only hurt me, it hurt her. So ultimately I like to get, get her on, but I got to, I got to toughen up because I think a lot of tears will tears and tissues will be coming through that, that podcast. So we'll, uh, we'll schedule that soon though. Yeah, man. I, I bet, man. I bet. Yeah. Um, I got to do that too, man. So um but in, in, by the way, I, my, my son, uh, I asked him earlier, I texted him, are, are you okay? And he responded with, I have to be. So, you know, I'm, I'm glad where he's, uh, I'm going to call him here. Hopefully, hopefully he's still awake. Yeah. Big shout out to Renee. Uh, you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine, buddy. Yep. Uh, you know, it's just a minor setback, major comeback. Um, so Josh, man, you're an inspiration. Thank you so much, man. You, you've uplifted all of us. You've, uh, where you're oozing with confidence, you're oozing with with uh, just a, a big heart, and um, you know the love, man. I appreciate it, man. And uh, I wish you nothing but the best, you and your wife, yeah, your podcast, uh, everything, man, everything. Uh, I'm gonna continue. Um, you know, like I said, you're always welcome back. Let's do this okay. again sometime, cool. man. Uh, I'd like, yeah. love to continue to collaborate with you. I'm gonna be following you, and um, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, man. Check out Overcoming You podcast with Josh Canuti. Uh, any final thoughts, man? No, I'm all said. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for the time. There you have it, guys. Josh Canuti, Overcoming You podcast. Check him out uh, Monday morning when you wake up. Check him out, man. If you want to be uplifted, if you want to be charged up, if you want to know how to overcome anything in life, Josh Canuti's right here, man. He can He can help you out. And the power is within all of us, but we need guys. We need we need people like Josh who've, who've been through it, who've been through, um, and, and can give us some some strategies, some pointers, and tips. So check him out, guys. For myself, I want to thank everyone for being here in the comments. If you were uh, watching live, thank you so much. If you're watching on the replay, you guys are amazing. I want to thank everybody. Thank you, everybody, again. Uh, who posted comments. You guys are always amazing, man. Uh, Fainer Lokes, Cristobal, uh, Kickback Podcast LA came through. Uh, we got Pie Cruiser, man. We got, um, there were some people earlier, Tiffany Bridges, uh, I think Jeanette Valencia. Um, yeah, who else? Who else? Uh, Joe Sanchez. Thank you guys so much. 
for being here. Uh, we'll be back next week, right here, same channel, same time. Got a, a, another another episode next week, man. Another special one. You guys are gonna love next week, um, just as much as you love this one. So, uh, for Josh Canuti, Overcoming You Podcast, I'm Double A. Thank you once again, and we'll see you next week. And always remember to take it easy. Nice.